This is Town Roots Podcast, episode number 51. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. Then we have Taisha Jones from Pulse Check 101. Hi, Taisha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Hi, Taisha. So glad to meet you and can't wait to hear about your business. Thank you. Same here. Thanks to you both for having me today. I'm so glad to talk to you today because you do something that's very important. You do CPR training and you come to people and you do CPR Absolutely. training. And I think yeah. that is fantastic. I was telling you a prior conversation that I learned CPR when I was in college. And I think that it's valuable skill. I think a lot of people should uh should take CPR training. But I'm going to turn it over to you and let you tell us about Pulse Check 101. Yeah. So, well, thank you for having us today. I am Taisha Jones. I'm the owner of Pulse Check 101. Pulse Check 101 is a mobile CPR, first aid, and fit testing company. We come on site and provide Cal OSHA compliance certification courses to a number of industries, including healthcare, hospitality, construction, and even community members, right? A lot of people are drawn into that convenience factor of coming on site. We've gone into homes and trained parents and children who are going off to get summer jobs or um just teenagers that's going to be babysitting. We also do a number of other things besides looking at it from a corporate standpoint as far as going in and training employees. We do a lot of community impact engagement. So we go into our underserved communities within a number of inner cities and we offer free CPR training to the community. Sometimes if we have funding behind the event, we can like go all out and have entertainment and toys and raffles. And But what we really want to do is train them on CPR and first aid. And we've been doing that. We'll turn three April of this year. That is awesome. Like I said, this is a, such a valuable service that, that more people should know. Tell me, Taisha, who are your ideal customers? Who are your people? If someone's listening today and they're saying, I don't know if this is for me, who are you for? From a corporate standpoint, my ideal customer would be like Western Dental, DeVita Dialysis, Walgreens, construction companies, major hospitals, Kaiser, just someone that has like a large need, right? Because it makes more sense for us to deploy the team members out to go an instructive class of 10, 20, or 30 versus just one or two. But that's from a corporate standpoint. From a community standpoint, our target is any and everyone. If you ever get a chance to check our social media platforms, we're out there training kids as young as five years old. We have the little baby infant CPR mannequins and they'll learn how to do compressions on an infant just because they're not strong enough to do it on an adult, but they learn the concept. They know they have to give me 30 compressions and two rescue breaths. And we get five, seven, eight-year-olds out there. They're trying their hardest to push down. So from a community standpoint or a layman, everyday person standpoint, it's any and everyone. And so how'd you get started with this? Like your passion that you just wake up one day and say, I'm a start a, a mobile CPR business? I think it was a buildup. So I have been working in healthcare over 20 years now. I work at two 
major hospitals in San Francisco and I've always been very hesitant to really advance myself. And a number of the nurses and doctors that I work shoulder to shoulder with has always pushed me to go into nursing. Go do, you need to go to nursing school, go to nursing school. And then eventually, the pan, prior to the pandemic, I started my nursing prereqs because one of the hospitals that I work at had a partnership with San Francisco City College to take employees in directly into the nursing program without having to do the wait list or the lottery. So I was preparing for all of that. I was getting my prereqs done. This was in 19. And then in 2020, as we all know, COVID came and that kind of brought everything to a stop. Not only my classes that I was attending, my science classes, my child's who was a freshman at the time, he had to pivot from being in person as a freshman in high school to this on learning aspect. And um, he needs a lot of additional assistance with his education. He has an IEP in place. So it was just a lot for me to have to help him and, and to manage what I was doing. So I put my prereqs on pause and my mentor, Dr. Norelisa Cooper, I love her. She wanted to keep me busy as she is every day in life. And so she directed me on the path of becoming a CPR instructor so that I can keep all of the nurses and the staff in the hospital up to code and compliance. And then she was like, oh, yeah, you could probably just start a business behind it. And I was like, ding. And I just got that idea. She planted that seed. I watered it. And I've been running with it ever since. So we're a COVID baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're so you start this business like COVID's going on. Your kids doing distance learning on computer. You're in school yourself doing training, right? But yet you start a business out of this difficult, tough time. What was that like? It was a lot. It was very overwhelming because we were dealing with something that was unknown to us at the time. And honestly, mentally, it, it really affected me because I work at the hospitals. And so my mom was like adamant that I quit. She was like, you don't know what's going on in there. And basically, my mom took my son from me. For about two months, I didn't see my son. She had him sheltered with her and I would go grocery shopping for them, drop it off at the curb. She was free of a light, so I'll take it. I had to just like wave at my child and my mom for months. And But while I was in the hospital and I'm surrounded by all of these experts in medicine, it was just feeding me and my push to to do more, to, to make myself more valuable. Like, how else can I help? And then I just started like learning the basics of building and running a business while I was doing my 12 and 16 hour shifts at work. So like whenever I had a little bit of downtime, I'm researching how to start an LLC, how to get business credit, how to do this. I just used it to my advantage. The fact that I didn't have my son in the house, I was working like crazy, but I was making time to, to build and form the business as well. So you, you mentioned starting in the pandemic, but I've got a different question that's pandemic related. So do you think it's more important for people now to know CPR as a result of COVID and all that? Because I, I know it affects people with their respiratory, with respiratory issues and whatnot. Is it, do you feel like people should now know it or be at least well-versed in it enough now? Absolutely. Being a healthcare employee, I think we take for granted that the everyday person who doesn't work in healthcare does not have the skill sets that we have. I absolutely, I tell the community members every day we can, the kids need to know it. The teenagers need to know it. The parents need to know it. Everyone needs to know it because 
We may require it as a employment compliance item. However, for everyday needs, you could be, and whenever I do a class, we do a scenario. I'd be like, okay, we're at Disneyland. We're at Costco. Any and everyone can have a medical emergency and you need to do more than just be in shock and stare. And yeah, absolutely. Since COVID and all of the other, the pandemics and that we've been going through with the, you never know if someone that you love or even a stranger, right, just goes down on you or, or is having a medical emergency, even like choking we teach the Heimlich maneuver as part of our as part of our first aid course as well so just knowing how to help a person stay alive until help arrives is so empowering right because like you'll have a teenager or a mom and, and working at the hospital we get these calls and oh my god my baby yada 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 and they're just on the phone and they're just standing there and they're crying and they're just giving you all of their anguish and frustration because they're so helpless so empowering and educating everyday folks like us, we absolutely should know CPR, the Heimlich maneuver, first aid, as far as how to hold pressure on a bleeding wound, which, you know, is really big because we're getting, there's been like a lot of violence with gunshots and stuff. And people will see a loved one or even a stranger again, um, laying there and they may still be conscious and, but they're bleeding out. And it's just, it's little things that they need to know that if you take a shirt, ball it up, put it on a wound, press as hard as you can to hold that pressure. It could probably help that person sustain life until help arrives. So it's, Yes, it's so vital. It's so very important. So, Taisha, we just experienced DeMar Hanlon, NFL player for the Buffalo Bills, who went down on the field and they administered CPR on the field of the game. We've never seen anything like that before on live television. And I'm curious, did interest in your service increase after people saw that? Absolutely. There was tick in interest, a high tick in interest after seeing that we had a number of like inboxes, DMs and phone calls as far as getting us out to come out and provide the service. Everyone was just so distraught. And we took the time to really sit down and talk to them and just explain to them. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is what does CPR do? And we meet people where they are, right? So we're explaining it to them in a sense that they can understand it. I'm like, when you're doing CPR, you you are keeping the brain alive and you're using that by taking your hands, pressing on the chest to hit that heart that's going to pump blood throughout the vessels that's going to carry the blood to the brain. Because guess what? That That blood has oxygen in it. And guess what? The brain cannot go without oxygen for too long or it starts to demise. And so when they start to understand it like that, they're like, oh, okay, I can do this. And yeah, so we had a number of organizations, a lot of community organizations reached out who may not have been interested in providing CPR. They brought us in to do it for community members, for senior clients, for a number of people. Like it was a really big wake up call for a lot of people who just didn't think it was for them or they needed to know it. So I, one of the things that I get, like, I guess confused, not confused by, but just unaware of is if someone goes down in your presence, what's the appropriate way to let people know, hey, I'm versed in CPR, I know how to do it. How can I jump in and help? Like, how do you do that? Very good question. Yeah. So we train all of our students to identify yourself, right? You, hey, I know CPR. 
And that's like letting the crowd know the CPR. And hopefully if someone else knows CPR, they'll identify their self and their skill sets as well. And you guys can jump in there as a team. Um, but, but basically, if a person goes down, it's implied consent for you to help them if you are officially certified and trained. And I train and tell my students, you may break a bone, you may fracture a rib, but it's not, it's, there's no malice and you are covered because you're certified. And guess what? If you're not certified and you don't know, when you get 911 on the phone, that dispatcher will walk you through the steps of how to properly administer CPR. So it's just like really taking the lead, getting help on the line and just jumping into action. And it's interesting, I've had CPR training before, and one of the things they talk about is the breaking of bones in the rib cage. Is there a way to not do that, or is it just it just comes with the territory because you're trying to do the chest compression? Yeah, hit or miss, right? Because the heart sits up under the chest or the rib cage. So, you know, the Good Samaritan law will cover you if that happens to happen while you're administering aid. However, there's not really a way around it. In some cases, it's, there's nothing that you can do different in performing your compressions that will avoid it if it was to happen. And then do you also use like infant mannequins to treat, to teach people how to, and are people, does that scare people? Because that the thought of that scare. If it does, good. I want them to be scared. I create an environment where it's chaotic because that's how it's going to be in real life. So I'm not like having a library voice. So like we're loud. I'm loud because I'm like, guess what? If you are a daycare provider and a one-year-old goes down on you and the moms are, of the other babies are there, everybody's screaming, oh my God, help my baby. And everybody's yelling and running around. It's going to be chaotic. It's going to be overwhelming. But when you're trained and we're, we go through that in class, like you hone in on your skills. You remember what you were taught. You go through your steps. You're going to check for their pulse. You're going to check to see if they're breathing. You're going to make sure that you get help on the way and you start to do your, your life saving skills, be it the Heimlich maneuver, doing your CPR chest compressions, stopping the bleed by holding pressure on the wound, whatever it is. I tell them you all of that, you block it out. It's going to be loud. There's going. It could be horns. It could be a car crash. The horns are stuck blowing. People are yelling. Get my help, my mom. Help my baby. It's going to be a crazy scenario. And I always try to emulate that at our class. I guess it could be scary, but that's what you need to prepare for. Okay. Okay. So now shifting gears, if if you don't mind, what's it like running a business like this? Because it's, you get a large number of people that are reaching out to you saying, Hey, I want training. And then what is it? What, how does it translate for you in terms of I'm providing a service that is, is timely. It's necessary. Like how does that, that all speak to you uh, in terms of owning? Very challenging as far as working on the business, just because I need to make sure that it's being positioned right, marketing is right, exposure, price points. But working in the business comes naturally just because that is my background. It's all been a huge learning curve as far as incorporating the two and balancing out the two. Because in addition to the business, I'm still an employee <laughs> at the hospitals where I work, in addition to being a mom and other everyday things. But it's been very challenging. It has been very challenging because we're a COVID baby. The first year, we had little to no business. And that's because um, 
all of the CPR certifications that was due to expire that year were automatically extended into the next year. So no one had a need for CPR recertifications that year. And no one was looking to start a new certification just because it's like COVID. You're not supposed to be around another human being. I don't want anyone in my face. And so the first year was very challenging. The second year, things started to pick up. We all, Everybody came back outside. So we we're at a lot of community events. So it gave us the opportunity to do some grassroots building efforts with introducing ourselves into the community. And then in addition to, I had to learn certain professional development methods to introduce the business to corporates, right? So then I had to go through all the certification processes. So I got the business certified as a small, a minority, a disadvantaged. Like I had to learn all of these things that the business needed to be successful in its positioning in different realms, in the corporate and the community. So it was all, it was, it's all a learning. Well, I'm very thankful that you are providing the service. Many people should learn and be versed in CPR training because you just never know when you're going to need it. And just to, to stand there and watch a loved one have some type of issue just gives comfort to everybody in the room. So I thank you thank for that. You. Thank you. And I agree. I agree. I reach out to as many nonprofits and community-based organizations as I can to say, hey, use us. What do you have going on? How can we be built into your programming? And it, But it just takes time to get the word out and to just be a little bit of everywhere. But yeah, no, I totally agree. But And we're willing to work with a number of community agencies just because I feel like from a community standpoint is where we have to be more boisterous to say, hey, this exists, you need to know, because from a corporate standpoint, healthcare workers and construction workers, they know they need it. And A, they can't go to work without it. Like you literally would be taken off of the schedule if you're not in compliance with your CPR certification as a nurse, as a construction worker, sometimes even hospitality workers. So like they already know, but it's just like the community where we have to like really be loud and say, hey, you should know this. This can help. This is beneficial to you and others. It's interesting. I didn't realize the construction workers had to be certified in CPR training. Are there CPR any other? And first aid. CPR and oh. first aid. They have to hold a certification compliance education. All of the teachers have to hold CPR and first aid compliance. Depending on what grades they teach, it could be pediatric or it could be adult and pediatric. If you're daycare providers, it's usually a pediatric certification that you have to be in OSHA compliance with all your workers. What's the secret sauce to your business? What sets you apart from your competitors? So I feel like what sets us apart is the convenience that we offer with coming on site. We come on site, I feel like also we help the bottom line. Because we're not tied to a brick and mortar, our overhead costs are kept low. And so we can offer our pricing a little bit below the going market rate for our for the Bay Area. And you're getting like this big, nice private package of having experienced instructors come on site into your meeting room or hall and train all of your staff at one time versus sending them all out individually and waiting and hoping they come back with their new certificate. Um, and in addition to that, we're very personable. Everyone like loves us and not to toot our own horn. However, I think they like the all women and the personalities that we bring, even though we do have some male staff. But yeah, I think they we just we set ourselves apart. 
Okay. Nice. So you said you come to the customer. What's your service area? So we service California and Nevada currently. There's a number of other states that we're looking to get some exposure in. I believe that's Arizona and Idaho. (laughs) We can actually train nationally because we train under the American Heart Association Board, which is nationally recognized. We can we can do trainings in any state within the country. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about expanding your business across multiple states, right? So if you got sizable investment in your business, someone said, hey, here's a chunk of cash. Where would you invest that? What would you do first? I would probably set up a headquarters in Las Vegas. Mm. And then one in Atlanta. And I say Las Vegas first, because in addition to a large healthcare community, they also have entertainment, right? So all Mm -hmm. of those hotels that have clubs and lounges in them, they all need to be CPR certified for all of their party goers who may fall out and or goers. Um, And I believe they have a they have a compliance to that as well. In addition to airline, all of the stewardess that are on our flights, they all have to keep a CPR certification compliance as well. And so I just feel like that is like a huge market that would benefit us. Yeah. And that makes total sense that airline flight attendants are required to be CPR certified. But people that work in a club or hospitality workers that are required to be CPR certified as well? It depends on the on, on, on the hotel, but some hotels do require all staff members that come into contact with a guest uh-huh. or a client to be CPR certified. Okay. So I know you mentioned you come to the client and you're everywhere and you want to expand to Las Vegas and Atlanta, but why is it important or what is it about the Oakland business community that uh, that's important to you? Oh, yeah. I am a member of Black... Oakland Chamber of Commerce. And it's important to me to make sure that our business is not only in San Francisco or Sacramento or San Jose, but Oakland as well, because Oakland is like family. Like we're all family, right? It's like San Francisco, Oakland, Oakland, San Francisco. (laughs) I used to live in Oakland. I know that our community over there may or may not get some of the resources that like a San Francisco or San Jose gets. And so I would love to expand my business and make sure that Oakland is aware of Post Check 101. We are here. We can help service the communities that are booked. As far as the businesses goes, from the private sector, the corporate sector, it's like I have to take the initiative to make my brand aware to them because they're already aware of their compliance requirements. Mm -hmm. But it's the community where I have to give more effort, which I'm totally willing to do and currently doing at this. We're trying to really get into the East Bay and make sure that they're aware of us. And Oakland is just such, it's like, we all leave San Francisco to go to Oakland when we (laughs) want to go eat or have a nice time. So yeah, I love Oakland. Okay. Your business has been around for a few years. As you called it, it was a COVID baby, right? And so now that you are a seasoned businesswoman, What tips would you give to other small business owners? I would say make sure that you master, if we can say that, your industry. You need to be an expert in your field. You need to 
all always learning, always learning, because the more you learn, the more value you add to your business and to your customers. I'm constantly taking in-person Zoom, in-person courses, virtual Zoom courses. Like I'm just adding more and more skill sets because I want to be the best business owner. And I also want to be the best business provider for my customers. So I want to make sure that even if I don't have an answer, I know where to go to get the answer. So I want to say, make sure that you are committed. It's your passion and always stay learning. That, that's great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, Taisha, how can people find you? So, you can find us on our website, which is www.postcheck101.com. We're on Instagram, postcheck101cpr. We're also on LinkedIn under Taisha Jones, which is me. And we're on Facebook under postcheck101 LLC. Our phone number, you can call us too. Our phone number is 650-270-1957. That is great. Hey, Taisha, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank, Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com. 